I mean, which name are we saying? Parakeet or uh, Cortez? Whatever you guys want, man. What I don't, the I'm fuck good kind with of? What kind of question? Parakeet. Well, because you you because at the beginning you said you he told you you couldn't say his name. Oh, I was joking. Okay, well I don't I was, know. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! I'm you know what? I'm just gonna keep all this in. <clears throat> all, all right. right. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now oh, you guys have made me seem like an asshole and came on here and said, you're yeah. not allowed to say my name. <laughs> so thank you for that, Flynn, for just straight up like lying and propaganda. Uh, I prefer Parakeet Cortez. Go to hell. Thank you. Continue, please. And this is starting off well. All right. Can I go now? Can I, I'm ready. And we're back with <laughs> And we are back, and you'll hear that fun intro. Not awkward at all. So welcome, Parakeet, who I think most would agree is probably the most conditioned, the most professional person <laughs> on Twitter. And we're glad to have you. So uh, welcome to Lower After Hours, man. Uh, we got with us tonight outside of Parakeet. Steak sauce, Lewin sales, beep count, and who just entered the chat late with the shades to continue the vibe for Parakeet, pal. So what's going on, Parakeet? How are you? What's up, guys? I love everybody in here. Pow, the thing with Pow is he's wearing culture chatter shades. I'm a fan of Pow. We follow each other. But the, the guy's wearing a Lakers shirt, which I find is just blatantly disrespectful on a night like tonight. So I'm not sure what to do with that. Culture chatter shades, thank you. I'm honored. I'm honored, rather. Lakers shirt, go to hell. Oh, is he taking want... it off? What does that say? Oh. This is a, this is an audio medium, so that's great that you're just showing me your shirt. And yeah. yeah. So Champions. what Pal's doing is throwing a Mickey Mouse Lakers shirt, and Pal's mic's not on. We can't hear him as he tries to respond to Parakeet. God damn it! I thought it was on this whole time. Oh shit! We got the the, the Reddit dude. Oh, oh god! The, the, forget the Reddit dude. Is that? I don't. Wrong? I don't do that anymore. How dare you! I'll take a Mickey Mouse oh, title any day. All right. Thanks, pal. Uh, you've crushed it so far. So in addition to that, yeah, Mark, formerly of Reddit, who doesn't do that anymore, is here. And Brock in the background waving. So, Parakeet, I just need to give you a background on Brock. He's actually the least famous, most sought-after friend of Lower After Hours. So... Nobody knows Brock, but everybody wants to be his best friend. So this is actually exciting for everybody that you and Brock are here. Brock and is this dude in the culture chatter shades and the glasses? Because this this dude like deserves a raise and a promotion as far as I'm concerned. Maybe uh, he needs to be hosting. Brock is the dude who actually looks like a parakeet sitting on the shoulder of Mark from Reddit. Oh, for the and, love of God. That's not who I was talking about. A culture dude is Kij, who's in from Miami. So he's in the 305. So what up, bro? Hey, Ryan. You hear that? You hear that voice? I can hear that. I have 305 just in two words. Bro. I love it. You know what it is, man. <laughs> All I want tonight to be is you two exchanging words used in Miami that nobody else understands. Be stay in Panisada, bro. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Havana Harry's, East Last, bro. Like, yeah, you know, you already know. Yeah, Lusavis, bro. <laughs> if, uh, if this podcast... Man. If this podcast doesn't end with Kish slamming and pets, uh, pots and pans at the end of this, then uh, I'm going to be disappointed. So make Is sure that a you have that against right puppy here. heads, by the way? Oh, shit. Yes, sir. Hold on. 
pandering. I sent them a message on Twitter. I said, can I get a cup somehow? Like, I don't live in Miami. Like, can you send me a cup? No response. I got one for you, Mark. I got you. All right. Thank you. Yeah, Steak Sauce has been. That's great. It's the best restaurant in America as far as I'm concerned. Flanagan. Uh, hold on, Mark. You asked him specifically. You asked. Him I, I DM'd the, the I DM'd the account. I said, "Hey, I live in Michigan. I want a I want a cup oh. though, just for my collection of Levitard related merchandise and crickets from the Flanagan's people. Which how dare they? Cowards. I mean, yeah. are you too good to come to Miami? You've never been to the great, you know, the best part of the country. Too far away. Too warm. Violence. I don't. It's not Violence. for me. <laughs> it's dangerous. Let's go to Mark. All right. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's go to Mark. I thought you were directing traffic randomly, and I was like, we just talked to him, and I was super confused of the words used there. Let's just no, go no, well. We'll, we'll let's, bring the party to him. Culture baby, what's up? This is good, dude. <laughs> Here's a parakeet. What what would you have thought? Because what I thought of doing was coming up or telling everybody to come up with only questions about the Marlins and not mentioning basketball, Miami. And we were just going to ask you a bunch of Miami Marlins questions. Would you have had answers or would you have had to wing it? Do you even know a single player on the team? Well, yeah, I mean, it's disrespectful what you're doing by intent, but, you know, in terms of not mentioning the heat. So that's noted. But yeah, I would have been fine with that. I'm a big Marlins fan. If you would have asked me Dolphins questions, I would have been fear. I'm not a Dolphins guy. I happen to be a Packers fan of all, you know, of all teams. But, but yeah, we'll get to that. But, but the Marlins, okay. I love. So you know, Marlins, Canes, Heat, Panthers, good money from Hurricanes, good money. And Packers got a little Smitty in you with the Green right. Bay Packer. But I don't got have it. two teams okay. like Smitty. I just have one team, like you know, a non-coward. Cut that up, and we'll keep that forever. All right. So the way this usually works is we go around and kind of start with questions and then freestyle from there. Because honestly, Parakeet, we're all excited to have you. We've been trying. You know how long we've been trying to have you on. And uh, finally, the schedule's worked. So, um, And you know the schedule's worked. You know we're excited when Mark, formerly of Reddit, joins the Zoom. So only the big names bring out the big host. So with that, uh, we're going to execute this off with Pal, who had a question since we talked Lakers, we talked to Miami, of uh, your worst experience or potential worst experience. So, Pal, I'll let you ask. I got this. Yeah, so um, the worst Laker game I've ever been to was a blowout against the Mavs. They lost by like 30 points, and it was also the night that Trump got elected. So it was just a real, real rough night. So I was just, you know, I was curious. Um, since you've been on a recent string of blowouts, you know, just kind of bad luck lately, you know, it, it, it happens. You know, you're going you're gonna to go through a string of games where you're going through blowout wins, you know what I mean? But I was wondering about, you know, what's the worst blowout loss you've been to? I mean, honestly, bro, the worst loss I've ever been to happened to me like two weeks ago when I saw the Nikola Jokic game in Miami. Like I, I that game, I was more excited for it probably than any game in the history of time. You know, I expected people to punch Nikola Jokic. I was looking for the Jokic brothers. We we're taking video, my cousins and I. I, I honestly had a circle. I sent Levitard a text with the calendar and it was just a circle. Like he wasn't kidding about that. And, you know, for, for, for how that played out, Yes, I, I left early, allegedly. Yes, we got blown out. You know, yes, allegedly. We, we didn't even foul Nikola Jokic hard. Uh, yeah, I think that qualifies probably as the worst I've been to. And yeah, I mean, it, it hurt. But, you know, we're saving it for the finals. And so that's the best I've got in terms of why we didn't punch him in the face that night. Because Markeith Morris is still hurt. He's not back. 
we want him to be there for the revenge game. And they have love to- me some Keith. <laughs> Parakeith. Parakeith Cortez. I like that. I like we'll, we'll release that on 420. Hell yeah. And so hold on. So your two things I need to your biggest upset in a game wasn't a loss or the point. It's the way the culture didn't present itself. Culture did not show game. up for that game. And then on top of that, you're saying the best time for your team to start punching people in the face is the finals of the NBA when then that's it. You just suspend everybody, call it a day. Well, in a scenario where the whole teams are fighting each other, it would be hard to know what happens. I'm picturing a sort of a hockey fight. That's what I expected to happen. Like they throw the ball in the air and the Miami Heat are just all punching Nikola Jokic in the face. It didn't really happen like that. Like it, it was quite the reverse. Like Nikola Jokic had like 30 and 10 and, you know, we lost by 20, but, you know, that's, it's fine. It happens. If there was a single player, let's say the brawl breaks out, is there a single player you're confident and like, you know, I'm going to join the culture, join the brawl. Is there a single player on the opposite side of that court that you're like, I could take you one-on-one if, if I have like the advantage of, you know, you're not seeing me coming. This may shock all of you. I'm not afraid of Nikola Jokic. Like, I think I could take Nikola Jokic one-on-one. The height, yeah. it, you know, is quite a, a problem, but it, I think it's a huge advantage for me because he's so tall and lanky that I'm just going to pummel the fuck out of his calves, bro. Like yeah. His legs are going to be like in the mud and then he's going to fall down and then he'll be at my height and then Qu- suck up there, right in the face. Qu- quick question. Quick question. Do you like breakfast? I don't other than croquetas. Okay. Well, I was going to say his knees are going to be wheat toast. You know what I'm saying? Like they're just going to be done because you're going to be wailing away at him. You could have gone with any food. Literally. You chose to go with wheat toast. Yeah. I don't even know that that's breakfast food. Go go ahead, Mark. I, I feel like uh, he's always bleeding. So a, a couple quick yeah. shots. He'd be weakened by blood loss. Uh, be an easy takedown. I agree. He he is profusely bleeding. I don't know what to make of that other than cowardly, you know, DNA. So so, Mark, you have his flesh is just being easily explodable. If you punch him a few times, all yeah, the little holes just kind of open up. Got he's it. like paper. Like he's like uh, Eastern European paper that just if you touch it, it kind of starts cracking and and and, and leaking. It's, it's bizarre. And they want to make him MVP. Get out of here. Pathetic. European. I, I didn't know Eastern Europeans paper was uh, different than all of the <laughs> paper, but now you, you do with Eastern Europeans, bro. I don't think we're supposed <laughs> to be talking about this. I don't. Yep. That's all right. We got, we got a Russian in the house and kids who parakeet is already deemed the most uh, 305 worthy person here. We're, we'll keep it moving then since we're on the heat stuff before we get into uh, some Bob Ryan steak. Did you have something there? Okay. Nope. Cool. Yeah. So we're going to go to Kish and Kish probably has more questions for you because he obviously was ready for this entire zoom. Like if he showed up by himself, it would have been his dream. But it was just you and him one-on-one. Uh, Kish wants to ask you questions about uh, the all time heat. So go ahead. Yeah. So first of all, it's a, as a distributor of heat propaganda, it's an honor to finally meet the minister. So thank you for joining us, Ryan. No, my uh, pleasure, bro. Yeah, thank you, man. Um, so can you name me a starting five of your favorite Heat player names? So like some a name that brings you joy or just like makes you laugh. And like That's, five wow. five starters and then one off the bench and one for fun. Wow, that was not where I was expecting. Now I'm expecting, you know, who's who's your top five? You're going with just funniest names. So let's see, Vladimir Stepania, for sure. That name brings me immense joy. 
if you if you don't know who Vladimir Stepanian is, you're not a real Heat fan. Go to hell. I don't I don't care about you. Like you showed up on LeBron this year, Vladimir Stepanian. Like that's when we suck. And if you were there for that, you're a real Heat fan. Vladimir Stepanian. I would say Michael Doliak brings me a lot of joy for that. You know the songs on the show. My back, my neck, my back, my Michael Doliak. Uh, you know Mario Chalmers would be three. He brings me so much joy. I interviewed Mario once. He wore sunglasses at the time. I mean, he was. He, he was phenomenal. He kept saying the word swag. He ate Chipotle. Uh, let's see. Chris Bosh brings me joy. That'll be four because, you know, he poured the champagne on his head so sexually, so seductively. That's usually my avi for work, you know, for other things that are inappropriate. Uh, that's four. I'm going to go five with, hmm, that's a good one. Let's say, uh, let's say Jimmy Butler because I think Jimmy Butler right now, has more guts than any Heat player I've ever seen. And that includes Dwayne Wade, you know, because Dwayne Wade's a traitor and he went to Chicago, he went to Utah, he went to Cleveland. <laughs> wow. So Jimmy Butler brings me more joy than Dwayne Wade. He brings me more joy than LeBron James. I have a Dwayne Wade jersey also. I, You know, I get it. I have a Dwayne Wade piece of art. You know, if this was a separate conversation that somebody was attacking Dwayne, I might defend Dwayne. But, you know, in this version, I'm just going to attack the shit out of Dwayne. So that, that gives you five. Uh, let's see here. One off the bench and one for fun. One off the bench. You know, rest in peace to this man, Russell Butler. I'm going to take him because, you know, he brings me joy. That name, I, I think about Eric saying it all the time. Oh, man. I don't know how to do this because I don't – who should I honor with this? This is This is the last – beacon of this man i'm gonna go gary payton you know because the, gary glove. Payton, wow. the glove the the glove baby yes yes the, the you know get, i remember gary payton had the game winning shot in the 06 finals it was like game four you know and he, yeah. he i just shot out scream gary motherfucking payton you know i was 38 years old but it was <laughs> a great moment and i i love all those players so thank you for that question of course and speaking of um you mentioned eric reed and his like love for nicknames. Do you have a favorite nickname that Eric Reed has bestowed upon a Heat player? So mine, without a doubt, is the man with the golden arm. That's like easy. You know, I don't know that I have a nickname I love, but what I do love about Eric this year is just an uncommon amount of shade. He's been taking so many shots every game at every he's he knows what he's doing. Like First of all, he took a bat to the knee of, of Blake Griffin earlier this year. Like, he savaged that man. Basically said, like, he's a broke boy. He shouldn't believe in the league. He doesn't want to play basketball. And he's just been, you know, taking shots every night. I mean, I, I think Eric's probably the best play-by-play guy in the game, you know. Um, and, you know, I think with John Crotty, if you guys pay attention, he always says the word situation. Like, 500,000 times. He just says, this is a broken finger situation. This is a foul ball situation. It's an inbound situation. So if you if pay attention to the next game, drink every time John Carter's the situation. And I'm sorry that I have a, uh, a nickname. That's not what I'm thinking of with Eric Reed. That's that that's part of the, the Eric Reed side. I'm sort of like lukewarm on the corny nickname part of Eric Reed. The part where he's savaging people and has a ton of shade. That's my Eric Reed. Fair enough. Well, thank you for joining us, man. Eric, he, uh, I'm not going to lie. If you would have not told us that you didn't answer the question, I think you could have just gotten away without answering the question. And you could have done like the whole interviewee thing where you did sleight of hand and changed the entire topic. So well done there. Cause I also was like, I'm waiting for a nickname. Uh, 
Eric Reed, and first off, you say he's best play-by-play. How many local play-by-play people do you know, or is this just heat bias and you just said it without knowing more whoa, than five whoa. You're going to accuse me of I'm heat propaganda curious. here? Of being biased, of only favoring the, me? Why would I, me? Uh, that's, I mean, whatever, dude. How many, what are you asking me? Have I listened to every <laughs> fucking play-by-play guy in the league? Every, play, every play-by-play person in the league? No. All right? No, I haven't. You know, I prefer Eric Reed. That's what I prefer. I, have you tried every fucking hamburger in, in the world? Or do you know what hamburger you like? You probably know what hamburger you like. Okay, I like Eric Reed, you know? I love it. What's, yeah, once you find the one, you don't keep looking, right? <laughs> uh, I, I was waiting to be like, what do you do? Listen to AM radio all day? I will say, though, let me, a, a bit of non-propaganda. The top two broadcasts in the league, non-heat division, the Hornets. Okay. Hornets broadcast is a ton of fun. It's, it's just fantastic broadcast. They do a great job. And I really like the Nets broadcast. Uh, you know, the, the, the Nets, uh, I forget, I, forgive me, I don't know either of their names, but but it's it's a duo that's really good. You know, that's not great advertisement for them. I can't even name them. And I don't know the Hornets people's names either because they're not Eric Reed. But you can trust me on Hornets and Nets. I, and without even knowing, Hornets. hearing the Hornets, without Hornets was the joke. Uh, without even hearing Hornets uh, play-by-play, if you can make the Hornets fun, you, I think that makes them number one because I don't think anybody here would have guessed that the play-by-play people for the Hornets. But you know what? It's not. It's Eric Reed. I don't want to get into an argument with you. Mark, you had a question for Pair Keith. I did. Ryan, first, I'm a big fan. Uh, you make me laugh on Twitter uh, almost more than anybody else on a consistent basis. I shouldn't say wow. laugh because it's not you're not trying to be funny. I should say you entertain me more than anybody on, on Twitter. So my question is, uh, I love when you call people cowards. So I was wondering what are your top three fan bases that are cowards? And if you want to pick out a specific NBA player, that's maybe the biggest coward and then go off the board, just a person in, in general in life. That's the biggest coward that, you know, outside of sports. Oh, what a great question. What a Thank great. You. Well, first of all, I'm also a big fan of yours. I, I think you're great on Twitter. You were great when you ran the Reddit and whether you run it now or not, you've done a lot for the show, just, you know, clips wise and everything else. So it's, it's, you, nobody asked you to do that, you know, and that's a thank you for all that. That's uh, everybody with the show fucks with, with you, all of you guys, but in particular, you know, the work you've, you've done on that account. So Where, can you tell Dan to give me some money? Can, see, now we're getting to a tricky. <laughs> also, I wanted to call you out on the idea that you said I'm, I'm almost as entertaining as anybody on Twitter. And then you, you framed it as the most entertaining. So I'm just, I'm, you know, Chris Cody, if you're listening to this, he basically said I'm more entertaining than you on Twitter. So, okay. The top three cowardly fan bases. I mean, one and two, God, I already have the answer. It's just so easy. The, the question is, what do I rank them? And that is the hard part. Oh, the bronze, silver and gold part. So Oh, I'm so torn on how I want to do this. The the three I'm grappling with are Philly, you know, Boston, and the Knicks. Okay, those are the three obvious answers. The Knicks for me are three. They're the bronze medalists. Okay, and then we're getting into to Boston and Philly. I refuse to rank either, either one of them too. Both of those fan bases are the number one coward franchises. Wow. I hate both of them. They're despicable. If you tell me you're a Sixers fan or you're a Celtics fan, you're like halfway there for me hating. <laughs> like halfway there, bro. If you do like one or two other things, I'm done with you. If you know, if you annoy me with what you eat, certain habits, you talk too much, you stand too close to me, and you're one of those fans, 
dead to me. So I think those are the three most cowardly fan bases. You know, Philly, Mike's been over this. I mean, they're smoke and mirrors. What a coward. They want to be losers for 10 years and never win anything. Congrats. Boston, I mean, Bob Cousy, go to hell. Like, what is this, 1920? Like, Bill Simmons, go to hell. So the other question is, biggest, oh, you said NBA player as well. Biggest NBA coward? Oh, so many, bro. Do we want to go Hassan Whiteside? Do we want to go Joel Embiid? Do we want to go Rudy Gobert? All of the above. The whole Indiana Pacers. The biggest coward non-player division, probably Bill Simmons, Will Kane, Ryan Rossillo. All of these names come to mind. And I refuse mm-hmm. to name yeah. just one. Poor Ryan. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. So, Ola, when you were saying the other thing that could be coupled with being a fan, you listed off things that they may do, that that's it. Once you also add this to that. And you said the way they eat or what they eat. Is there a specific type of food? Or is it vegans? Who is it that like as soon as as soon as they state this, 50% of the, the ability of being their friend is gone? I'd say the biggest annoyance for me are these idiots that want to do like oh medium well you know what uh well done rather on a uh, you know on a steak or a burger these morons they want to eat it you know like it tastes like rubber it's like hey the chef told you it's medium rare that's what you should be eating you might want to listen to the chef bro he's the scientist in this operation no no i'll take it well done you're a moron you know that you have poor judgment so I'm, I'm very judgmental with stuff like that um it could be it could be even smaller things, you know, it, it could be not liking Chicago hot dogs. It could be not liking deep dish pizza. It could be liking mayo. I think mayo's disgusting. Chris Cody <laughs> loves mayo, for example. So any of those things, red flags. Is there anything more Chris Cody than liking mayo? I think that's probably the most obvious, like, doesn't need so, stating, but. I mean, I, lo- I love Cody, but, you know, the thing with Cody is he, he likes pasta at Flanagan's. He that's that's his go to order. Not not ribs, not chicken stickers, not wings, pasta. You know, he he loves mayo. So there are some questionable opinions. He doesn't like potato skins, for example. So if you could, you know, just be careful with Chris Cody and food. He loves food. He doesn't necessarily like all the right foods, you know. Well, hold on. Is Parakeet willing to go on the record and say that Chris Cody is kind of a fraud when it comes to the food specter? Everything he claims to be the food specialist, it's really just bad take after bad take. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm willing to do that. Yeah, you are. Okay. Wow. All right. He's he's the cowherd of food takes is what we're doing here. All right. So it, I'm glad that it was the well done. I was like afraid that we were going to put you out and you'd get canceled for going after vegans or PETA. But yeah, I think the world can agree on even like the vegans. If you're going to eat meat, eating it well done is just pointless. So they can all go to hell. I'm with you. I have no issue, by the way, with the vegans. Nobody's going to cancel me. I think if you want to eat vegan, good for, because, you know, protect your stomach, man. If, if, the, if eating vegan helps your digestion, good for you. bro. I have no issue with you. I'm going to eat ribs and croquetas because I'd rather, and I don't care about my stomach, you know, but if you do go for it, I'm not going to judge you. I will, however, judge you if you eat well done steak, then you can go to hell. So does anybody here on the camera eat well done steak? And do they have an argument against beep or beep against? I don't know. That's because I thought beep would be somebody to eat it against parakeet. No. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because somebody cat time out. There is no way in hell that I'm ever going to eat a well done steak. Wake. Okay. <laughs> yep. Take yep. that to the bank. So 
are we, are we rhyming? Are we? Uh, would you, let's do a freestyle for? Uh, I don't. That take was so. Dank. Uh, okay, uh, that's that loud. That's that long enough. It's, uh, Hold so on, stop I talking, just, Frank. Steak sauce, the only natural transition after the freestyle and uh, talking about steak was to go to you. And here's the deal. I'm, I'm not even sure if you had an organized question. I know you just want to talk to Parakeet. So I'm just going to shut up and let you talk and hopefully uh, let Parakeet forget about the last 30 seconds of this. Thing. I don't know how to follow that. That's such a, such a good joke there. Parakeet, you're the minister of heat propaganda. I know you're a guest, but I want you to do some work tonight. So... I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Don't have any professional sports teams. So when you're a kid, you just kind of pick a team and stick with it, right? So when D Brown won that dunk contest in 91, I said, cool, I'm a Celtics fan. So that's the only allegiance I had to them. Never been to Boston. Uh, Paul Pierce is an embarrassment. Rick Pitino era was a joke. I mean, I like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, KG, all them. Peyton Pritchard is basically Tyler Hero if he was white. So, I mean, it's got a few things, but, um, can you give me the edge, push me to join the cult of culture? This is a fantastic it. question, Steak. Steak is a person I love, by the way. The thing is, you care about the things that matter in life, right? You care about good food. You care about social justice issues. You care about good sporting teams. You have a lot of different interests. You have a fandom of a racist city in Boston, okay? You're associating with Bill Simmons. Okay, you're associating with Bob Cousy. You're associating with lobster rolls and all this bullshit that Boston needs. It's a horrible city. I never want to step foot in Boston. It's disgusting. Duck boats, all this bullshit. Who the fuck wants to go there? You have a chance to be a fan of the hardest working, best conditioned, most professional, unselfish, toughest, meanest, nastiest, most disliked team in the NBA. It's not for everybody. Okay, you might try it and not like it. That's okay. You know, then you become an enemy, then you're dead to us. But if you try it and you have the guts and you're willing to be top of your class, you're willing to work the hardest, you're willing to have 6% body fat. Okay, I don't know what mine is. I, th I think it's 6%. It, then you can it, become it's close. part it's of people. It's close. You can tell it's close. It's close. It's the, the Heat are the greatest organization. They provide the most joy. Okay, they have the best play-by-play -play people in the business. It's hilarious. Every year, they're coming for your throats. Every year, they're coming to win the title. There's none of this bullshit process. Oh, we're going to tank. Oh, we're going to lose to go draft them. No, you know, we're going to go develop our own players. We have the best coach in the league. We have the best development system in the league. We have the best capologist in the league in Andy Ellsberg. We have the best, you know, owner in the league in Mickey Harrison. We have the best shadow GM in Pat Riley. There's no argument on behalf of not being a fan of the Miami Heat unless you're a coward, unless you like losers, unless you don't like good basketball. That's I'm my definitely argument. not a coward. I got goosebumps right now. I'm ready to run through a wall for this team. Let's go heat. Hell yeah. Get you a jersey, post on it online, board. put hashtag culture chatter, and you're part of the fucking club. Get you some shades, it. okay? All you got to okay. do is go to Amazon. You search sunglasses. The first result, they're $14.99. Get them sent to you. Okay, they're the best sunglasses in the world. All right, so when I come out for a game, man, you meet me out there, we hit flannies. Which one? The Grove? The Grove, so I had a buddy that wanted to meet me, but I was down in, in Miami. He wanted me to go north and meet him. And I said, well, the only place in, the, in all of South Florida I want to be at is Flanagan's at the Grove. It's, it's the only place I want to be at, let alone the only Flanagan's I want to be at. Okay, if you, if, as someone who's a Flanagan's expert, if you try some other Flanagan's, they're, they're just a little bit off. 
whether it's, you know, the atmosphere, the size of the place, the taste of the chicken stickers, the Grove is where it's at. There is no better place than Flanagan's at the Grove. I live five minutes away from that one. So hit me up next time you're around. We'll eat We're some, going next time, bro. We're going next time. time. Is that the one we went to? Yes, sir. Yeah, I took Sega with that car back into the, the pole. <laughs> this fucking coward Mark not only left the chat, he's never been to Flanagan's. Meanwhile, Steak lives even further than him. He's That's been true. not only to Miami, to Flanagan's in the Grove. Mark, if you're listening, still go to hell. Go to eat. I love I, I love this so much. Where were you a year ago, Parakeet? You could have stopped you could have stopped many things from happening. Uh Mark is a coward. He's a fraud. He's just a Dan fan. And everybody else on the show he doesn't care about. And yeah, you're right. He's a fraud. And he did leave. And he always leaves. If you were Mina, guarantee you wouldn't see Mark step away from that camera. Let yeah. me tell you, I'm at work right now and I'm not going nowhere. Yeah. Wow. Well, Steak's also a fraud. <laughs> Steak also hasn't shown up for a guest in about six months. So don't let Steak also not make he's a fraud. Uh, this is how important you are, though, Parakeet. Yeah, that bring, makes me honored bring, even more. Yeah. You bring our big names out. Like, I'm more I'm more surprised to either see Mark or Steak than even Parakeet, who's dodged Hold on. Where, how many, hold on. Where, where's Morgan from Australia? She's a Celtics fan. So, if you're yeah. listening to this, go to hell. Go ahead. She wanted to be here so bad. Uh, she she's texted me that she was unable to make it and she was looking forward to it. But I will let her know you said go to hell via text right now. Uh, Morgan, yeah, no, if you're listening to here. this, you're a coward. You would have come on. You would have asked me about the Celtics. You didn't. You're afraid. And now I'm convincing Steak Sauce that he's no longer a Celtics fan. And so you can eat that. Thank you. Coward. I think no argument here, I guess. Morgan's a coward. Any, any disputes from anybody? Or is everybody scared of Parakeet at this point? Uh, Stakes absolutely stole a Boston fan, and as soon as he hangs up, he'll go put on his Boston jersey. This, he's a fraud. Hell no. Hell no. The G League right. team, dude. Is there anything... All right, Parakeet, would this be your biggest professional accomplishment if literally as of today, Stake becomes a Miami Heat fan? I mean, one time I was on SportsCenter, you know, that that would be up there. This this stake becoming a Heat fan probably tops that, you know, but it's close, I would say, you know, something about. Wait, well, what were you on SportsCenter for? Oh, this, this is back in the day when I, I used to work at the Undefeated and I did like one hit on SportsCenter way back in Do the day. Do you remember it? Ago. Do I remember it? Yeah. I mean, it gave me, I wanted to throw up all day. I hated it. It was horrible. Uh, so yeah, I had. But no. What do you think? So, are, do you just not like? Because I know we, I think maybe behind the scenes we talked about this. Are you not a fan of the camera when it's live? Because you're really good on Twitter and even your social media videos. I think like the Stephen A. trolling in the offices, you know, back in the day, the Eastern Building. So, are you, what is it? Is there a camera issue here, or is it just like the structured live TV and you're good if you're just on your phone being you? I mean, as it relates to like Levitard stuff, I mean, I'll, I'll do whatever whatever they want you know I, I feel comfortable with them that's family and stuff and some of that stuff is live and some isn't but yeah in the broader sense yeah i'm, I'm, I'm preferred behind the scenes and i i shifted to that years ago so I, I i came up trying to be a writer trying to be the next dan you know and i was writing at the undefeated that was the path and i just yeah i to do that well you have to i was getting asked a lot to do radio to do tv hits after you would write stuff and I didn't like doing that. It gave me anxiety. Other people would enjoy it, you know. And for me, I was just like, I don't. I would want to throw up all day. I don't want to 
you know, be live on SportsCenter being asked about something. The only thing that can happen is something's going to go wrong. I might forget something. I might sound stupid, anything else. And so for me, I just didn't like that feeling. And I shifted to go be a producer and started working. I found there was ways to still make big impacts on shows behind the scenes where you weren't or, you know, writing or anything on front facing on the camera. Uh, so, yeah, for me, that was a conscious choice that I like the feeling better of behind the scenes. And yeah, for, for Twitter stuff, it's, that's the thing, right? It's Twitter. I can edit it. The videos, I can edit it before I put it out, make it look how I want. Live is a, is a different animal, obviously, that the, the degree of difficulty is much higher, you know? So that's why I have so much respect for the, the Levitard show. How many, the way they do that show is nuts, you know? Yeah. So you like a little, OCD because I mean I didn't know you were a writer first off I'll be first admit that's news to me but is it OCD or just perfectionist where writing Twitter even uh, or behind the scenes you kind of have I you have the time to go through the idea make the idea exactly how you want it to be and delivered versus live where like because I feel like the idea never stops in your head which is obvious but are you like always worried about like make sure this is the best version of this idea that gets out or this thought I mean, yeah, I think everybody is. Maybe I have a, an OCD to it. Uh, but yeah, Twitter is a different animal because Twitter is just like this beast that's running 24 hours a day. And there's a lot of like, you forget about stuff that happened 10 minutes ago. There's just so much shit happening. So yeah. th that makes a lot of margin for error in terms of if you get something spelled wrong, it's not as big a deal. But uh, but yeah, to, yeah, for sure, I have that that sense where I'd prefer to be able to craft something the way I want it exactly always rather whether it's a video writing anything else rather than just you know off the top of the dome you know yeah no and not everybody's like that and all of us are proof of it as we shoot off horrible tweets day after day and hour after hour without any sort of remorse and we just move on the shooter shoot mentality shoot ourselves out of a bad slump and get happy uh when we hit one think we have a couple of things that I actually kind of wanted to, you mentioned the shadow and I don't know how much you can say here and I'm not trying to put you in a bad spot promise what is it like your current position and not like with companies all that like what are you currently involved in and how many I guess hands of the cookie jar do you have in certain places that you're allowed to say I'm, I'm saying this vaguely because I don't want to put all your business out there as you work through a lot but we're just curious of kind of what it is that you're doing with anybody you're allowed to say you're doing it with within your professional career and then what your end game is like what or your goal is because you've you've kind of gotten a billy character at least as far as i'm concerned on the female degrees where when you do come into the mic we're like yes this person needs to talk more so it's funny you guys say that because for weeks the, the reddit did nothing but say no more cortez he's the worst person we've ever heard it's not funny no heat talk get him out of here Mark again, if you're listening, go to hell. I'm yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. No, Mark. No, you're good. I, if we're here to take out Mark or Reddit, I'm here for both of it. Uh, we <laughs> could also take out uh, like both of those two things. I'm okay with taking out. No, I mean the Reddit. No, leave it in. Yeah. Um, no, I meant we can take them out. No, we're not taking out that at all. Like I'll say right now, fuck Reddit. <laughs> um, yeah. So go. Ahead. Yeah. So I guess what's kind of your goal or what's your next plan and what are you currently doing that you're allowed to talk about? Yeah, I mean, so what I could say is for, this is not new necessarily to, you know, just post ESPN with Dan, but I, I've helped Dan behind the scenes for a long time. You know, just 
Dan specifically with research and things like that, just because he and I are close and we've known each other for a long time, 15 years. So I've always had a relationship with the show. I've always helped the show in ways that the average person wouldn't know. And that's my goal is to be able to help the show in that way. Every show has people like that that you don't know about that are helping, you know, um, and so anyway, I know the show like a, a historian might know, you know, something from the 1930s because I've been around this show since it started. So I, I remember all kinds of eras of it and everything else. So, yeah, right now I still help with video stuff. I'm, I'm part of their their video team and, and ways behind the scenes and stuff like that. And you'll hear me occasionally talking heat, but the, I don't. The show existed without any of my help, and it could exist tomorrow without it. So I don't take too much, you know, stock in that. The show is a, a monster, not because of me. I just help buffer it, you know, and help make it look nicer. And that's that's an honor to me because the the fact the show still exists is nuts. So I, I do stuff with the show in that way, and I still work for Eric Rideholm, who uh, is the EP of a bunch of shows he's the greatest boss in the world you know he pti around the horde debatable now formerly high noon formerly Jesus Samero. so i've worked in oh, some see. ways yeah I, I worked on Jesus Samero for viceman um with under eric so i've gotten to work on all kinds of stuff with him and he lets me do stuff on the side with dan which is a blessing so i'm able to tell you guys publicly that because he's he's that kind of a, a a great dude who who knows this is what i i care about i care about miami i care about the levitard show that you know so uh that's that's really lucky that i have that ability to to do both things well shout out eric and so i think the next shout step is we get eric shout out eric and i think the next step is we get eric on the pod and then after that, of course, we get Jesus and Mura on the pod, right? Like Jesus and Miro as a bookshop that you have so, so much to ask me. Your your question was not no. anything about Jesus and Mero. Is can you get me Jesus and Mero on Lauer after hours? Yeah. So oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't, you know, here's the problem. I I was trying to figure out where it is that you worked elsewhere and what else you did away from the show because we're like, we can all DM the show. And once you gave the name Jesus and Mira, I was like, well, this is it. This is what I was looking for was a nugget of who we're getting next. So if you just want to text them now, I mean, I don't know if we're going to, you know, whatever you want to do. I'll let you, I'll let you make the call, uh, you know, follow up sure. in seven days and DOB and uh, we'll get Jesus and Mira. No, I didn't know that you were on Vice. So we're or part of that specific team on Vice. So were you part of the actual like, prime hockey stick spike where vice was like for a year or two like the coolest thing to watch until we and i'm not trying to get vice it just kind of became where it was really hard to create new content consistently for that genre if that's a way to put it but were you part of that like really high point where action bronson and everybody else were on it yeah 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 i mean i was at that building a lot when action bronson was just smoking weed and it was one of the craziest workplaces I've ever been around. But so, so yeah, my path to Jesus and Mara was that's, that's right when I left ESPN. So I do the sports center hit uh, on a story I did about Alex Rodriguez. I don't like how I feel. I decided I don't want to do that. And a few months later I leave to go work on Jesus and Mara. That was the next job I got, I, oh, yeah. you know, uh, the, the, the group of producers who created Jesus and Mara were the same group of people 
some of the same people who created Highly Questionable, those producers. And so I was already working on the side on Highly Questionable, doing research and things like that. So when that group of people uh, moved to New York from D.C., they were doing Jesus and Mero and they asked me if I wanted to come be a producer, which was nuts because I had never done anything TV related. There was no reason for them to think that I could do it, give me that chance that early. But that's how it started. So we did Jesus and Mero for a, about a year and a half on Vice. And then they went to Showtime when their deal was up. And our group went to go produce High Noon for ESPN, um, which was Bomani and Pablo. That was a show that ESPN did. So, yeah, I mean, that I never worked directly for Vice. So, I mean, I can be critical of Vice. Vice is, they're in the news for all kinds of deplorable shit, whether it's sexual assault or everything else. I mean, it's, they have a lot of stuff to not be proud of. And I didn't work for them, but I worked for Eric and we, we worked out of that office. And so I got to see a lot of it and talk to people who worked there and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was an, it was an insane experience. You know, those guys, Steve and Merrill are, so much fun and they're they're doing tv shows you see them now on showtime they're drinking during the show and just that that kind of atmosphere is intoxic you know or i don't know if that's the word i'm looking for intoxicating it's just uh it's so much fun you know so that that was that was nuts you know that year and a half of my life i I never noticed the parallels between the two shows until you just told me that they also did highly questionable and now it's just mirroring and mirroring obvious so anyways uh all right so a couple things before we get to the end here i have two things who on the show do you think is like the most underappreciated and i know it's hard to say because they're all great but like or who on the show makes you the happiest when they're doing their best uh and on top of that after that can you just believe it or not and you may never heard of these can you just fake it and just tell andrew streeter how much he doesn't deserve sueys whenever we're done with this and then we'll go to our last question or beep let me yes, let me start there andrew streeter you can go to hell i think Fleminem is the greatest rapper in the history of this medium not because he mentioned my name on a rap song that was fire but because he's a great rapper okay unlike you you're a coward from utah that covers that, that remind me that again the first part that. of your question that, oh you the person that brings me the most joy on the yeah. show right that when they're doing their thing i mean that's or not, just in general yeah i think for me it's an easy answer and it's it's a cliched answer but as someone who's been around as long as i have you have to say stugats i mean he's yeah he nobody brings a smile to my face like that man when when i give him a hug and you can smell the cigarettes and the the unshaved beard is rubbing on your face and he's greasy i mean i love that man and uh just, you know, the more deplorable he is, the more dirty he is, the more steeped in lies he is, the more, you know, covered in gasoline so he avoids the strip club type story. That's the Stugats that I'd be ride or die for. And, I mean, those those stories go back 15 years on the air. But, I mean, he's as fun as it gets. And so there's that. And then I think to answer your question, I think New School Levitard Show, because there are errors of Levitard Show, right? There's the more Hawkman era. When he was produced as a Mike Ryan era, this pre-Hawkman. And so for this era, I mean, Whittingham, when he's in his bag, is just so good, yeah. dude. He's, he's, I've known that dude a long time. He, when I interned for Levitard, right after me, I think it was right after me, it was uh, Whittingham and then Josh Appel. So, I mean, think about those two, Whittingham and Appel are monsters in this industry for their age. And I mean, Whittingham is 
doesn't need to be doing any of this, man. Like he could go be doing play by play tomorrow. He could go be doing, he could do Jason Jackson, no disrespect. He could do Jason Jackson job, Eric Reed's job, Jonathan Zazzle's job on radio, as good as any of those people. He's that talented, but he instead is doing Levitard shit. And so um, he's, he's been a lot of fun. His ability to do both fun stuff and not, not uh, more serious stuff. I should say it's just uh, a plus. All right, so we have Stu, who's yeah, agree. I think everybody loves Stu, and then Witty, which I think is became a fan favorite after like thirty days of like him almost being questionable. Everybody's trying to fill it out, and then I think he went over the hearts. Yeah, the problem is there's so many people on the show. I can that's the thing. I can already feel the text coming in, whether it's from Smeddy or Chris Cody or Billy. What about me? You you know, I don't even fuck with me. Everybody on the show. You're great. Except Billy. Billy, go to every Billy's always trying to antagonize me. He's always trying, oh, heat culture's not a thing anymore. This the, and every fucking time that guy's wearing a heat shirt. He's wearing a culture shirt. He's got <laughs> and he's in the he's being a mischievous motherfucker trying to get me riled up. And I won't let it happen. I will get riled up on my own dime. Not on yours, Billy. So before I throw it to Lou, can you confirm this theory of mine, which I've always had? As much as Reddit and the internet claim that Mike is the asshole, right? And Mike hates the fans. I think Billy hates us more than Mike. And I think Billy is low-key the biggest jerk in the shipping container. (laughs) Not true. Uh, (laughs) Well, I would say anecdotally, this is not even, this is just totally anecdotally looking at their Twitter. It would seem to me like Mike cares more about what you Reddit people say than Billy. Take that for what it's worth. You know, I, I don't know what to do. It may, does that make Billy an asshole? Does that make Mike kind? Does it make Mike paranoid? I, does it make Billy not? You do with that which you will. I don't give a fuck what the Reddit people say. That doesn't mean I don't love the Reddit people. Doesn't mean I don't respect the Reddit people. But a lot of you Reddit people are talking shit about me. So you can go to hell. And, you know, you're fans of the show, so I love you. I'm not going to block you. you. If you're a fan of the show, I'm not going to block you. But if you're not a fan of the show and you like the Celtics, you like the Sixers, you talk shit. You will be blocked. Yeah, you stupid ass Celtics fans. Fuck y'all. Tell him steak. <laughs> Cut that up and send it to me. I'm tweeting that out. Got it. Infamous fan of the heat steak. All right. Uh, this will be a yes or no before I throw it to Lou. Uh, should Mike Ryan have to shave his head and is he a coward if he doesn't? Hell yeah, he should shave his head. Stop being a coward right. shave your head. Lou, this is going to end with Lou, who is always fun. He has uh, a little test for you to see how much of a heat fan you are and then our grand finale before we get you out of here. So go ahead, Lou and Sales. All right, Ryan. I got a little heat quiz for you. We're going to see how you do. All right. Wow. All right. right? Flowing thermal energy is called heat. That is correct. All right. Heat transfer that occurs within or between solid objects is called guts. No, it's called conduction. To you, allegedly. Allegedly, heat transfer into into and out of fluids like air or water is called. I know this one. It's culture. <laughs> That's correct. Heat always flows from blank materials to blank materials. Oh man, Bashi Bear. Did Lou lose? Hold on. We have silence now and Lou's. No, no, paper. there's two. There, it's oh, two, Lou lost two his answers. Face. 
I did it. He always is just two, two, two answers for that, Cortez. I gave you two. I said Boshi Bear. Bear. That's two different Bear. words. Oh, no, let, me, let me check. Yes, that's correct as well. All I got right. it. Wow. All right. You accidentally touch a hot iron and burn your hand. What type of heat transfer causes this to happen? There's, there's a multiple choice. A, electricity. B, convection. C, conduction. D, locomotion. Oh my God! You were so bad at reading. Did you say electrician? Did you did you think the A? Did you think the A was part of electrician? You were just like A electrician. These questions for right. Cortez, Flem. Let's repeat them also. Go ahead one more time, so so Cortez has them. Go ahead. Please don't um, repeat them. I'm getting good. <laughs> all right, no, I'm just. Gonna, I'm gonna stop. Damn. No, all right. So actually, no. really, in the end, oh. what? So the that's not we're gonna actually do that again. No, I was I was gonna go, but this, this is not going well. So, what I really <laughs> have for you at the end of this, I have three words for you, Cortez: heat and five. So, oh hell uh, yeah, we made Holy you shit, a man. heat and five hat that we'll send to you. That is My beautiful. Mind is I uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks to the Guillermo Mafia guys, uh, Renee sent me this design this weekend. Uh, That's fire, man. I love those people. I love what you do too, man. I, I see all the episodes where you're making these hats the whole time. That's uh that's an honor, man. Thank you very much. I, I look yeah. forward to wearing that. Fantastic. Thank you, brother. Who won the night? After after that game, you made Parakeet take his shades off. And I never thought that yeah, was the last time I did that on a Zoom is when I told Ryan Rosillo, go to hell, look in my eyes. And so this time was, you know, me. No, this was not me telling anybody to go to hell. This is me telling you, thank you, sir. I've been spending all night not wanting to tell you that Ryan Rossello is my number two listen to podcast. Of no, I've had it with you on Twitter. I see you all the time tweeting Rossello clips and this. I've, I've wanted to tell you, oh, Mark, I already told you go to hell earlier. You, you, you listened to the pod. I called you out earlier. You're a coward. Wait, you wait. left and you want to come back. Uh, this, is, this is a big night for me. Thursday nights are golf nights. I can't be. You're not even watching the football game. You're watching golf. No, I play golden tea in my basement with my buddies. That's that's what we do. I hate golf, and I I remember years ago Dan used to argue that golf is not a sport. That's not not real golf. It's a video game, Ryan. It's not a sport either, and it's cowardly behavior. It's stupid. Sorry, you're right. You're hundred percent right. How many how many friends are in your basement right now, Mark? Just two, actually. Like four of them canceled. So it's not very cool. It's just Brock and John, you know. Braun. It is uh yep. Is there anything less shocking than the three people that are playing Golden Tea in the basement are Mark, Brock, and John? I think that's that's about right. But no, uh, he did tell you go to hell. Thank you for distracting it uh from Ryan Rossello Love. So uh Cortez, you kind of look like Ryan Rossello's like the cartoon drawing of his podcast. The if you Look, look I'm going to say this for the last time because this this has come up. Oh, well, you look people I mentioned. Oh, you look like Ryan Rosillo. All of you, listen to me. Ryan Rosillo looks like me, not the other way around. Okay, go to hell. And this face, by the way, beautiful. These tattoos, beautiful. Ryan Rosillo, stupid face. Okay, just no sunglasses. Okay. <laughs> Did this all start because if it was Ryan with an E or an A? Is this like the Greg with two Gs? No, it started. Oh my God. It started because this guy wants to go into apartments without his clothes on, drunk and stuff like that. He's a dumbass, okay? Look him up. Brian Rosillo. Go to hell. That's all I got to say about him. Look him up. Look <laughs> it up. Hey, Cortez. Uh, let's do a quick round of applause for Cortez. Thank you again, man. It was, it was great to have you on. This is 
the most fun I've had in a very long time. So round of applause real quick. One, two, three. Eat in five. Culture, baby. Culture, Send us off. Uh, I love that I told kids to go get pots and pans and he lives by himself in the apartment and grabbed the two things he had in his kitchen that he cooks with every day. And that that I have many plans. You only need one though. Cortez, appreciate you, homie. I hope this was all that you hoped it was. It was for us. Even no, great. I've been owing this to you guys. I apologize it's taking so long, but it's, it's good to talk to you guys. I hope we'll do it again soon. Don't, don't invite Lorenzo on ever again. Lorenzo Rodriguez, I, go to hell. He's a superpower. We haven't even talked about him. We didn't have time. But I would rather you guys Ryan. invite me on for a second or third time before you ever invite him on again. Okay? I, I will unfollow him today and make sure that the only person we have on to ever discuss this is you. Do me a favor if you're listening to this and you care about me. Block Lorenzo Rodriguez on Twitter. Thank you. And then when you're done, send screenshots, tweet screenshots of of. Please send me a screenshot. I'll tell you this: if you if you block Lorenzo Rodriguez and I don't follow you, and you send me proof, I'll follow you. Done. (laughs) Perfect. That's it. That's the payoff. (laughs) All right. Appreciate it, Parakeet man. You're the best. No, thank, thank you guys. I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you guys for all you do. Yes, sir. Show about a show. You guys, you guys fucking rock. Love it. Appreciate See it. See you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.